you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Game's all about. All of a sudden, you feel like you can't miss. Hey! 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 Welcome back to the Buckets Podcast. We're covering game three of the Eastern Conference Finals between the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. The Boston Celtics, they truly dominated in their last game. And we're going to discuss what's happening here. Brandon Anderson, I got my partner here with me. Matt Moore is taking the day off. So we're going to discuss this with myself and Brandon Anderson. How are you feeling about this game? Man, uh, my kingdom for a game that's actually watchable the whole way. We are getting a lot of blowouts in these games lately. We've kind of had this stretch in the playoffs in the past where we're just like, one team hits all the threes and the other team doesn't respond. And then it's like, it's over by halfway through third quarter. So I, I hope that we're going to get some, some better games, but yeah, I mean, Boston looked really good in that game. So it's hard to watch game two and not just be like, well, looks like Boston's got this thing. And we know that that's not necessarily how this stuff goes. So I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, we miss Matt today, but Raheem, you and I have done like a thousand podcasts together. So I'm kind of happy we, you and I got to just do one more podcast, just the two of us, like old old NFL times sake. So let, let's get into it. Oh, yeah. There's not going to be too many of these. So we're going to cherish these last couple of joints. That's so. right. um, but yeah, I mean, when it comes to this this series right now, you have a Celtics team, which has won five out of the eight quarters, actually, because they tied two of them. So but it just feels like the Celtics have their number. Is there anything that you see from the heat that makes you think they have a chance in the series? Yeah, it's weird because my instinct was, okay, well, this was a tough one for the heat, but now they go home and we'll get the bounce back And Oh no, wait, the Celtics were the team that was on the road for these games. We're going to Boston. Now that's not the thing that Miami needed right now. So yeah, the, the big thing is the Celtics are probably not going to shoot 20 of 40 on three-pointers again. You know, they came out, I think, what were they, 9 of 11 in the first quarter? And you start like that, like, we know this. We know this about Boston. If the Celtics hit that many threes, they win. That's it. They hit their threes that much, they're going to win the game. And it, you hate to reduce it just to that. But 50% on big volume of threes, you're not going to get that in most games. If they do, they'll win again. But I think if you're Miami, that's the place you start. It's like, okay, well, they just couldn't mess. We can't do much about it. We've got some things to fix. 
they need to tighten up the defense and get out on some of those threes. The offense for me is more of a worry here. You know, we talked on our Twitter spaces right before this game about how much the line had moved that, uh, you know, what was it like four and a half down to one because suddenly not only was Marcus smart back, but Al Horford played, got cleared out of protocols and he was good to go. And we talked about the line moving more than we expected. And my opinion was, well, this is maybe not about, well, smart is worth what two points and Horford a half a point for me. It was like, well, the defense is, is a person and the defense was out in game one and the, the cohesive unit, the five man unit was back for me. That's kind of what I saw in game two is Boston was Boston again, and they are a team that's what's made them so special for these few months is the, the more than the sum of the parts. And I feel like that's the thing that I saw in game two. And that's what worries me the most if I'm Miami. Oh yeah. It definitely has to worry you. I mean, when you look at what the Celtics did with their switching defense, it just, it was, it was really problematic. I mean, they switched 15 pick and rolls according to second spectrum and they only allowed four points on the, in the first half. Uh, and we all know that game was decided in the first half, but even deeper than that, Look, I just don't think, I mean, we both came into the series saying that we felt like the Heat didn't have enough. Obviously, I thought the Heat were, I thought the Heat were going to win game two just because of their home performances. But when you saw how smart defended Butler, he, I think he defended him for 35 plays according to the second spectrum. He held him to just nine points. So if Jimmy Butler's not doing it, then who else is doing it? You don't have Kyle Lowry in the lineup to really push the pace and get some easy buckets and set guys up. So it's really Jimmy Butler and, and, and Tyler Hero. And I think, you know, to start the game, Gabe Vincent and, and Max Struess, they got a couple of easy threes. But after a while, I mean, the Celtics just locked all windows and closed the doors. So one of the biggest things about the Miami Heat is that we've seen how much they struggle on the road. And I, I said this in the Twitter spaces, but on the road, this team is just scoring 101 points on the road. They're shooting 43% from the field and 26% from behind the arc on the road. At home, they're scoring 112 points per game on 48% from the field and 36% from three. So the Celtics may not shoot as well, but we know that that defense is going to travel from the road to home. So I'm not finding many things to be encouraged about when it comes to the heat. So, and we didn't mention too, P.J. Tucker left hurt in game two. P.J. Tucker left hurt in game one, then came back. We know Tucker's a warrior. We know that he's going to play if he can which all the more makes it worrisome that he didn't play the second part of game two. Miami feels like they might be starting to run out of bodies a little bit. I don't know that I'm necessarily expecting Kyle Lowry to rush back out in game three. And the last time he did that in game three, it did not go well for Miami. It better if he had not played through. So I don't know if Lowry's back. I don't know if Tucker is going to play. I think the books don't know either because we're not really seeing too many Miami props up yet. And usually that's kind of an indication that they're not too sure what the lineup will look like. Uh, of course, we're recording this on Friday, so we're, we're ahead of the game by day. But we always have to be careful to not, to not coach these teams ourselves. We don't know what the coaches will do. But if you're Miami, Boston's defense has looked this good. And let's assume Lowry is out and P.J. Tucker is out. So you're missing two starters, two guys who would have played like 70 minutes. You know you need some scoring. You know you need some answers. If you're Miami, what answers might you try? Like, do do you have any ideas of what would you do to find some offense or to buy some minutes somewhere with if Lowry and Tucker are both out? 
I think the problem is, I mean, Duncan Robinson played 14 minutes yesterday. He was 0 for 4 from 3, minus 6 in the game. But he can't guard anybody. They're going to hunt him down. So, like, Duncan Robinson seems unplayable. They're playing Victor Oladipo, and he's not doing much. Like, it's just, I, I just think they're caught up in a position to where you don't have enough offense, but you also don't have enough defense. I mean, and when you look at the first half of game one, it felt like the Celtics got whatever they wanted. Jason Tatum, he can get whatever he wants in this series. Same thing with Jalen Brown. I'm going to be honest with you. I like the Celtics in five. <laughs> wow. Like, okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I think you can get that at plus 320. When you look at the fact that, look, the Celtics are six and a half point favorites in game three, they're probably going to be the same in game four. You're looking at a minus 270 on, on, on the money line. And then if they were to win the next two games, they're going to be favorites in game five. So that's the pick that I like. Do you, I mean, do you have any picks for game three or anything yeah. for the series? Yeah, that's interesting. I We talked about this in the Slack a little bit. I have a hard time getting to Boston in five just because to beat this Miami team four times in a row, like I, I absolutely, I feel great about Boston in the series right now. Yeah. We don't want to make too much of one game, but I don't think we're making too much of one game. Like the, we're, we're kind of, what we saw in game one is about what we expected coming off of game seven. What we saw in game two is more what we expected from the series, the two of us. And so I think we're right. I think we're right to, to like Boston in the series, Boston minus one and a half in the series. So uh, to win in five or six games, that's at minus one thirty. You know, you, we're, we're kind of opposite of what we normally are here. You're, you're looking for the juice on the, the big payout for Celtics and five, the heat are not, the 76ers the yeah. heat are not going to fold up shop and, and make Cancun flights. Like they're tough. They're mentally tough. They're physically tough. They're going to battle. They're going to make you fight and earn it. And even if they are truly outmatched in the series, which you know, they might be, they might be from what we saw in game two, even if they are, I don't know that they just lose four in a row. So I'm not sure I want to bet on that. Celtics in six always seem like the outcome to me because that's a home game. You're giving Miami a chance to either steal one of these on the road, which they absolutely could. You know, we know Miami also looks great when their shots fall and they still get a game five home elimination game in your scenario where you're playing for your life. I don't think I agree with you. I think Miami still is favored in that spot. I think you'd have to make Miami a favorite at home as good as they've been backs against the wall. So I don't know if I want to go all the way to Celtics in five. I definitely like them here. I definitely like them the series. Um, I, I tried to look for, okay, I like the Celtics. I don't know if I want to take the cover. Six and a half is a bunch of points in a series where we're expecting kind of lower scoring, closer games. We don't have that yet, but I don't know if I want the cover. So I try to think, okay, if the Celtics do win, I don't want to play the money line. You know, I don't like playing the, the big juice on the money line. How can I play a money line without playing a money line? Here's the two ways I came up with. So my main play is this. Celtics over 107.5. Boston has scored more than 107 and a half. So Boston scored 108 or more. They've won nine games this postseason. Guess how many of the nine games they've gone over that number? What do you think? I'd say they played nine games. I'm going to say six. Nine wins. And they are 9-0 and on this line in wins. Every Boston win they have, they have scored at least 108 points. This is the Boston that we knew. We knew wow. their defense would show up, but they win when the offense hits shots too. 
So I'm going to play the Celtics over 107 and a half because to me, the way the playoffs have gone so far, that's a money line play, but I get it at minus 105 rather than the actual money line angle here. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new over under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, just choose two or more players that you like and pick the over or under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball or rebounds or stocks, whatever it is that you're into. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about the over under on Sleeper is that's the only app where I can join my buddies contest and play together. I have some real squares in my life that I'm looking forward to taking some money off of. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money on your mobile phone. Join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash buckets and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash buckets and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. The other one is we know Marcus Smart came back and juiced the defense. I think he helped the offense a lot too. Moving the ball, like he's not a true point guard. He he has his flaws on offense for sure. But he had 19 potential assists in game two. He's not going to have as many actual assists as he did because they're going to hit so many shots. But 19 potential assists, that's a high number. Like that gives you a good shot at getting double digits. When you play smart over six and a half assists, he has gone over that line in five straight Boston wins. When Smart is getting assists, when he is getting into things and hitting the shooters and they're making the shots, Boston wins. That's It's all correlated. Smart's over that in three straight against Miami this season. So I like Smart over six and a half assists and that Celtics team over as kind of ways of playing Boston to win without having to pay the hefty juice on it. Okay, yeah, I like that. I I like that as well. Um, I'm going to go with the Celtics first half minus three and a half. I mean, they've dominated these first halves in this series. And I do think the Celtics have a ton of home court advantage. So that's the method I'm going to go. Honestly, I just look, it's hard to count out Miami, but you are dealing with the injury to P.J. Tucker. And you saw through parts of game two, they were really, really small. Yeah, The, the Celtics were the bigger team. So. I'm just having trouble figuring out how they put together the right combination of offense, offense and defense with yeah. them being shorthanded. I'm going to go with your play on the, on the Celtics minus one and a half of the series, but I also think I got to, I got to sprinkle something on. Yeah, no, I think it makes sense. Like that's kind of a series version of the escalator bets that I like to do. Like you, you put the more of your bet on the minus one and a half. So you get the extra outs, but then if they are winning in six or less, maybe they went in five, maybe they just take care of it. So you play a little bit on that. I think that makes sense. Celtics in six. If you want just that outcome, I see that at about plus plus one eighty. Uh, maybe I do a little bit on that kind of on the same thing as what you're saying. Like that's maybe my version of an escalator. I don't want to go too hard on it though. The, the Heat are good. The Heat are a good team. They're underrated. We saw that in game one. They're a tough team. I don't want to just give them the knockout punch here. Yeah. It could certainly get away if Lowry just doesn't get to play. Maybe Tucker doesn't get to play again this series. We don't know. 
But if it goes that direction, yeah, Celtics in five is is a very real outcome. But yeah, there are a lot of other directions things could go still. And we we know these things can kind of pivot in a hurry. But for game three, like I'm just looking at it and Butler is great. Butler has been awesome. Bam out of bio, not awesome. Bam has not done enough. He's got to do more in game three. I was trying to tie myself into just Bam over 24 and a half point rebound assists, just like they, he's, he's got to, he's got to do it. But he's been under that. He's only averaging 16 point rebound assists for the whole series. Um, so he was invisible in game two. He just, he's not doing enough right now. And, but if you look at that, even if you think Bam is good, Here's the team you're taking. If you want Miami in game three, you got Baller, you got Bam. You're starting Gabe Vincent and Max Struess, two guys you've never heard of before, before the season, two undrafted dudes who've been good. They're good role players, but those are your third and fourth best players now for Miami. Your fifth starter maybe is Duncan Robinson. I don't know. The guy who like literally can't get on the court for the last three weeks. You got Tally Hero off the bench, who was not good in this game and struggled against Boston's physicality. You have Victor Oladipo, who literally didn't play until the last two weeks of the season for Miami. That's it. Like, that's that's the rotation. These are the answers that you've got. And, like, heat culture and mentally tough and all that. But Boston is really good. And if I have to choose Gabe Vincent and Max Drews and bench Duncan Robinson and... Like deathbed Victor Oladipo, and I had to pick them against Boston. I just I, I can't get there. I don't know how to talk myself into Miami. Not on the road. Yeah, I mean, I can't talk myself into them either. I mean, look, I mean, game two when you look at the, the role players: Tyler Hero, Dwayne Devin, Martin, Victor Oladipo. They were minus thirty three, minus twenty seven, minus thirteen, minus fifteen, <laughs> respectively. I mean, so it's just like the role players aren't producing. And it's, it's just, to me, it's not enough around Jimmy Butler at all. Like I, like, I try not to overreact to one game of this series, but I felt like that game, too, was kind of a must-win for Miami just because of how poorly they yeah. performed on the road. And the way they lost that game, to me, especially coming off of game one in which it felt like the, the Celtics dominated that first half, they fought their way back in the fourth quarter after a disastrous third quarter, it just felt like the Celtics ran out of gas. So I'm just not seeing much there. So so, I, so let me ask you this, Raheem. We, we've done this and when we did some of our NFL games too, and we get like, when you and I are in such lockstep, usually that's good. That, that, yeah. that You should bet this. If, if, if you're listening, when Raheem and I are both so much on the same side, that has a very strong history for us. But we can never be sure about these things. So I want to just make us devil's advocate ourselves. Saturday night, the Miami Heat are victorious. They have beaten the Boston Celtics to steal back home court and go up two to one. What happened? What what version of the game just played out? The obvious answer is the Heat made a bunch of shots. Boston missed their threes. Miami got the win. We know that's an answer. Is there any other answer you can give to how did Miami go up two to one? Yeah, um, the Celtics turned the ball over 16 to 18 times. Yeah, M- Miami out-rebounded them. Bam Adebayo, I mean, he, he he plays terrific defense. He drops. He gives you 20. Tyler Harrow has to give you 20. And then I think Jimmy Butler has to give you 35. And then the Celtics have to miss a lot of their threes. Like, I think all yeah. those things have to happen. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Like, if... 
if you are listening and you're like, yeah, these guys are too confident in Boston. It's too obvious of a spot. I got to go with Miami. That's fine. You can play Miami. But I think if you want to play Miami, you need to make it worth your while. You need to add in a couple of these things like Raheem just said and do like a same game parlay. You need to go on like a heat team over because they're going to have to score. You need to add in Bam's points or Hero's points because it's going to have to be more than just Butler. Bam, 13 and a half points is his line. If the Heat win, Bam's probably going to have to go over that number for them to get there. So like if you want the Heat, you got to take the Heat and you got to take something else with it to make your path valuable. So neither one of us wants the Heat. So we're not taking that path. But I think you're right. I think I think those are the ways, you know, maybe you go with Struce threes or Duncan Robinson threes. Like you need to figure out how did this happen and then add some other things into it to make it worth your while. Because otherwise, I, I think we just have to stick with Boston here. Yeah. And I mean, like the things that I'm suggesting, it just feels like that's a tough sell. Yeah. Like you're asking for basically 70, 80 points from the big three of Miami, which is basically Butler, Hero, and Bam. And then you're asking them to completely turn the Celtics over. And you're asking the Celtics not to make threes at home. And you're asking the Heat to outshoot them from three. All these, all three things have to happen. And I just think that's a lot on the road. Yeah. I, I got one more idea. I'm looking up the line here while I'm mentioning it. But before game two, Raheem, and I, I kind of got on you about this. We talked about what's the series look like after four games and you are staunch on, I think it's two, two going back to Miami. And obviously now the script has changed a little bit because part of your read on that was Miami in game two. So I want to know now, now that the heat lost game two, do you still think two, two back to Miami? I assume not since you're saying Celtics in five. I'm going to be honest with you. And I I hate to turn around this much, but I just think we have more evidence than not that, the Heat are overmatched at this point. And then with PJ, we don't, we still don't know the status of PJ Tucker. They announced today that PJ Tucker is going again for an MRI. So he might not play. So I yeah. think that's a that's that's a game changer. Um obviously we don't we still don't know the status of Lowry. And I think through the first two games of this series, we saw that Jimmy Butler, he has to do pretty much everything himself. And I think that's the problem. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm looking, I'm not finding it. So maybe this line just won't be available. But before game two, you could play the what will be the series result after four games. And we, we talked about, you know, two, ver- two to two. That was kind of your angle. If, if you can find that one, I can't get there with you, Raheem, on the Heat or the Celtics winning in five. I don't know if I want to put that much onto that game five home elimination spot. Yeah. But I absolutely can get there on Celtics to go up three to one for Boston to win both of these home games that's the number that I want to look for. And now we don't have to worry about the home elimination game five. I don't know if that's out there. So I'm going to look for it. Maybe that will add later on. But if you can get that series result after four games, and you can get a Boston to be up 3-1, I think it sounds like both of us like that outcome quite a bit, if you can get that at a decent number. Yeah, I like that. I definitely like that. Um, Because, I mean, look, the, the Celtics are massive favorites in game three, six and a half. I think if they win that, they'll even be greater favorites um, depending on how it happens. So, I mean, we're looking at six and a half, seven, um, especially if the market takes it somewhere. And I I just think they win these next two games. All right. So I got Celtics over team total one Oh seven and a half. I'm going to do Marcus smart over six and a half assists. Those are both kind of correlated on me expecting Boston to win 
those are my best bets. I probably will play the Celtics minus one and a half on the series too. What, remind me of what your best bets are here. I'm going with the Boston Celtics minus three and a half in the first half. They dominate these first halves throughout this series. I think that continues at home. All right, that's it for Buckets. We're going to catch you later. Make sure you check us out every single day. I mean, we're doing this all throughout the playoffs. Brandon Anderson, Raheem Palmer, Action Network. Buckets, y'all know how it's going down.